We begin today's shiur at the Mishnah that you'll find toward the lower part of the narrow lines, if you prefer, 19 lines from the top. As you look in the text, you'll notice a how a marking that resembles a volcano or trapezoid shape. On the side of the Gemara, we have a Nosei Mivneh heading, where we've written that we will see Shnei Maisim, two incidents, the Shamu Demes Ploni, wherein we learn that so-and-so is dead, and of course, with the ramifications of the widow being able to remarry, Avoloi Ro'u Olo Zihu Mi Ze Sheomar. They heard the news, but they didn't hear, they didn't see who the news bearer was, or they didn't recognize him. The Mishnah. Me'idim le'or haner, le'or halavona. Testimony concerning the body. Namely, identification of the body can be made uh, uh, at candlelight, with candlelight, or uh, in the light of the moon. Meaning at night, with the moon casting its light. Umasin al pi baskol, and the woman can receive permission to remarry based on information that you received through what the Mishnah calls a baskol. Now we'll define baskol with Rashi al pi baskol. Shamu kol soyekis, a voice was heard screaming, "Ploini mace, so and so is dead." Velo ro adam betsalmo. And no a physical person was seen who was saying that. So, word, a voice was heard, but no body associated with the voice. That's enough to allow the woman to remarry. There was an incident where someone was standing on a mountaintop and saying, So-and-so, the son of so-and-so, from so and so such and such a place is dead. They went there, didn't find anybody there, and didn't see anyone on the top of that mountain. And nevertheless, that was enough for them to uh, have the marry the woman remarry. There was a, an incident in a place called Salmoin. There was someone that say that was saying, Ani Ish Ploni Ben Ploni, I am so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, Noshchani Nochosh Varei Ani Meis. I've been bit, bitten by a venomous snake, and I am about to die. Vehochu Velohi Kiru, they went there and didn't recognize him. Vehochu Vehesio Es Ishto. In other words, they heard the this information with the name, and they went to the wife of that person, Though they didn't recognize him, the fact that he proclaimed the, his identity was enough. Omar Rabo Bar Shmuel. Tona, the Tanaic source says, Beishamai Omrim, Ein Masin Alpi Baskol. One cannot enable a woman to remarry based on information that you hear from a mere voice and Basilo says you can the Gemara asks what do I need Rabo Bar Shmuel's source 
four, in which Beis Hillel, which is the recognized authority when you see a machlokis between Beis Shem Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel represents the more accepted way of ruling. What do I need Rabbo Barshmol to present this source to me? My komash malon masnisin he. This information, in fact, is reflected by our Mishnah. Our Mishnah doesn't have a name in it, and it, uh, that would our Mishnah being a uh, a an unnamed Mishnah, we call a Stam Mishnah. That itself is authoritative. So I understand that that is the way the halacha goes. So what? Uh, what do I now know that I didn't know before thanks to Rabbo Bar Shmuel the Gemara answers the following is that which Rabbo Bar Shmuel conveys if you should ever find an, a, an unnamed Tanaic source in which it says then you will know base Shamai He that that source, even though it's unnamed, is basically not authoritative because, you know, or, or the halacha will not follow that because it is the opinion of Beis Shammai. The The Mishnah related that they didn't find the source of the voice and yet they relied on it as reliable testimony for the woman to remarry. The Gemara has a series of questions and you can see we've marked them off accordingly um, with this um, marking that under our Mivneh on the side you can see we have this marking indicating She'elos, a series of questions. Vedilma Sheidhu, maybe it was a demon and that's certainly not a reliable source of information. Omar Rabbi Huda Omar Rav Shero'u Loi Dmus Adam they saw an, a human image when the screaming and the voice started to be heard. The inu nami domu. These demons also have a human form. The Gemara answers the chazu le babua. They saw a shadow as well. The Gemara asks inu nami is luhu babua, but they also have a shadow. Answer the Chazu le Babua de Babua. The Rashi says on Babua Babua, it says Tseil Siloi. Elsewhere in the Shas, you see the expression Tseil Silo to mean a shadow whose length is greater than the height of the person himself. So maybe that's the intent of the term Babua de Babua. And the Gemara asks, Maybe the shadow cast by the demon could be of that nature as well. So, how can they rely on the information? Omar, Rabbi Hanino, Omar Li Yoinuson Shida, Rabbi Hanino tells us that the uh, this individual two pshatim in what two explanations of who he was either he himself was a demon or he was an expert in demons but we refer to him here as Yonis and Shida told me babua islu babua de babua lesu they have a shadow but an increased length shadow that they don't have 
and being that in this particular Mishnah the uh, they had seen this image with a an, a lengthy a length a a long shadow that is enough for us to conclude that it's a reliable source. The Dilmot Sarahavoy, maybe it was a co-wife, and we've learned in previous Mishnayas that a co-wife is not reliable. Tona de Rabbi Shmuel, af al pi makirin. At a at a time of pressing or extenuating circumstances, we uh, will write a get and give it to the woman even if we don't recognize the source of the information where uh, we don't recognize in the case of a get the, uh, the source or the man who is saying to have the get written so this uh, source that taught, that's taught in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel deals with a get and we are dealing with information concerning the death of a man but either way you can see that when there are extenuating circumstances and in our case our Shasa Sakona is that if we don't believe the Baskol, then the woman will remain unmarried. She'll remain an Aguna. So for our purposes, just like in the case of the writing of a get, we have this leniency, and we can look in Rashi also to see this information. Rashi Bishasa Sakona, Sha'odam Masukon, person is in danger. Kagomi, Shoya Mushlof Babor. An example would be someone who was cast into a pit. The Omar and he proclaims Kol Shomea Kuloi. Anyone who hears his voice, meaning his own voice, Yichtoiv Get Lishto, shall write a get to divorce to, for my wife to be divorced, to be freed up. Kaisvin Vinoisvin Vesamchinon Olei Bechaldvar of Shomer. We will write the get and give it to her based on that which the, the voice emanating from the pit says Anihu Ploni Ben Ploni I am so and so I am her husband and uh, that would be enough so you can see leniency when you're dealing with extenuating circumstances so to in our case if you don't believe this voice lo tinsa acher the Teshivaguna, you won't find any other one indicating the death, and she will remain an unmarried, a, a, a with restricted woman, unable to remarry. We continue now with a new Mishnah, and on the side, the Nose, the Mivneh heading, the Nose, that is the topic heading, Mihe Maksherim Liedus Noshim, who is included in. Uh, acceptance, acceptability for information concerning the uh, the death of a husband. Omar Rabbi Akiva Kishiradati the Nahardo, when I descended to Nahardo, he apparently traveled from Eretz Israel to Babylonia, to the town of Nahardo, La Aber Hashana, in order to uh, make calculations concerning the extension of a year, in other words, adding a month, we call that a leap year. So when I was on my way to Nahardo for that purpose, Motsasi Nechemya Ish Beis Deli, Omar Li, I met this gentleman in Nechemya from Beis Dali, and he told me, Shomati Shein Masiyan Eso Isha Be'eretz Yisrael Alpi Eid Echod, Elo Rebbe Yehuda Ben Bova. I heard that. Uh, 
with the exception of Rebutah Mibava, we would not enable a woman to remarry based on the testimony of a singular witness. The Numesi Loi, and I told him, says Rabbi Kiva, Cain Hadvoram, that is true, that everyone argues with Rebutah Mibava. Omar Li, so Nehemia tells me, and more Lohem Mishmi, tell them in my name, Atem Yoidim Shamadina Mishubeshes Begaisos. You know that the this region is um, full of uh, uh, bandits, uh, bands of men that, that endanger, that create danger on the roads, and I can't get there myself to tell you the following. I have the following tradition from the uh, from Rabbi Gamliel the Elder that we can enable a woman to remarry based on the testimony of a singular witness and when I says Rabbi Kiva came and presented the information to Rabbi Gamliel Somach Lidvorai he was happy with what I said, the Omar, and said, Motsonu Chover Lerebi Yehuda Ben Bava. We found a colleague, a another individual, another opinion to agree with, to support Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava, that grants ex, uh, rely, re, reliance upon a singular witness to enable a woman to remarry. Mitoch Adover Niskar Gamliel. Shenergu Harugim Betel Arza, and from that, uh, that it reminded Rambamliel that there were murdered victims in a place te- of te- called Tel Arza. Vehesi Rambamliel Nishosem Al Pi Eid Echad, and Rambamliel enabled the wives of those victims to remarry based on the testimony of a of, of a mere singular witness. Vehuchsiku Lios Masian, and they then accepted upon themselves the. Uh, Ability to have women remarry based on the knowledge of the death of their husbands, aid me pi aid, me pi eved, me pi isha, me pi shivcha. Information that's gained from, we'll say, secondhand information where a witness says, I heard from so and so that so and so died. That's aid me pi aid, or from uh, information from a slave. Or from a woman, or from a bondmaid, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Oymrim, Ein Masina, Seisha, Al Pi Echad, and these two great authorities say that you don't enable a woman to remarry based on the testimony of a singular witness. Rabbi Akiva, Oymer, Loi Al Pi Isha, Veloi Al Pi Eved, Veloi Al Pi Shivcha, Veloi Al Pi Kroivim, and Rabbi Akiva represents an opinion here in this Mishnah saying not to rely on a woman, a slave, a bondmaid, nor relatives. Now we have a bracketed section which enables us to skip the section of this section of Gemara and go right to the continuation of the Mishnah. We just heard Rabbi Akiva present his point of view and now we skip to the next Mishnah, Omru Loi they told Rabbi Akiva, Levi There was a, an incident where uh, Bnei Levi, uh, we'll say it's a, a group of a group of people, maybe a family, that went to this town, Soar, the city of Dates. Uh, 
place where they cultivated date palms. And one of them became, took ill. And they brought him to an inn. And on their way back, they sought out their friend that they deposited in this particular inn. Where's our friend? They asked the innkeeper, a lady innkeeper. She told them, He died and I buried him. And they enabled the widow to remarry. Should, it, sh- it shouldn't be that a, uh, a proper kohenes represents a uh, proper Jewish woman of Bas Yisrael uh, uh, from, from pure genealogy should she not be any, any less than the information uh, gleaned from a puntikis and the Pundikis being even like a, a lower figure than a Kehenis. Rabbi Akiva had, had recently, had, we had just heard said, you don't rely on a woman. What kind of woman? Even a Hosheva woman and a, a, a distinguished woman, you would not rely on her. And uh, they tell Rabbi Akiva about this incident where they relied even on a Pundikis. Omar Lohem, Rabbi Akiva says back to them, when the situation is like the case of the Pundikis, then we will believe her. Now, if we look in Rashi at the uh, underneath the Gemara text, Rabbi <laughs> Rabbi Kiva says, according to this version, that they weren't really relying on the Pundikis. They, uh, the, the Pundikis had been telling them a story without intention to actually testify. And she brought them his accoutrements, his walking stick, his back, his, uh, his haversack, his backpack. The second shot that you can see in Rashi is far the way they believe the Pundikis, other women would also be believed. The uh, Pundikis brought him out to them, on the identification marks, they relied. So now we uh, go back to the Gemara after hearing Rabbi Akiva's response to them that the case of the Pundikis was not a straightforward case of relying on a woman's testimony. That's how the Mishnah concludes that the Pundikis produced for them his walking stick, his backpack, and the Sefer Torah, the Torah scroll that he had in his possession. And it's through those elements that they were able to identify their friend. But not based on the mere word of the Pundikis. We continue on Omid Beis. My Griusa the Pundikis. From the Mishnah, we saw that the Pundikis was considered a lesser figure than a standard uh, woman. So what's the, what's the deficiency? The Griusa means the, the deficiency or the the lacking in the Pundikis 
that she was described thusly. This was a an idol worshipper lady who was the innkeeper. And she was telling them a story. She was telling them when they came into the into the inn, they said, Zemaklo, Vizet Tarmilo, Vizet Kevashikavartivbo. This is his stick, this is his backpack, and this is the grave in which I buried him. So Abba tells us that in, in a Tanaic, he quotes a Tanaic source elaborating on the Mishnah, that it was a Pundakis idol worshipper, the, uh, that's who she was, and she was not telling us a, a piece of testimony, she was telling a story. The Gemara asks, how can you describe her as Mesiach Lefituma when they initiated the investigation for They initiated by asking, where is our friend? So then, if that's the case, she's not uh, t- uh, volunteering a story on her own, she's being prompted, and her response then would constitute a a form of testimony, and that is not uh, in that's not enough. To, that's not good enough for us to rely on. The Gemara answers: Kevon de Chazisinu Bachia. They when they approached the inn, they saw her crying. In other words. As Rashi says, uh, before they asked, "Where is our uh, our friend?" She started crying. Omru law. They asked her, "Ayechaveirenu." After seeing her crying, they asked, "Where is our friend?" Omru lohem meis ukavartiv. So the fact that there was already, before they prompted her, there was already evidence uh, through her behavior that she initiated, uh, that is uh, the reason upon we are able to rely on her information. Tonu Rabbonon. Ba'odom echod shebo al ho'isha lefnei Actually, before we continue with this Tanaic source, we glance at the side under the Nosei, the topic heading, Do we require cross-examination of the witness when it comes to uh, information enabling a uh, information concerning the death of a man, which we call Edus Noshem, information that, it, that enables a woman to remarry? The terms Drisha and Hakira are very important terms when learning laws concerning testimony so uh, and as we said it, inv- it, 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 it the Bechakir in- involves the uh, investigative type questions questions that deal with time with place uh, questions that uh, help to identify details of the circumstances in general Drisha of Hakira is something that is required when you're dealing with two witnesses coming to testify about standard situations that demand, I say standard meaning situations that demand standard testimony, the testimony of two 
two witnesses, two kosher witnesses. In the case of Edus Isha, do we require Drisha V'Hakira as well? Of course, we've seen already numerous attempts to be lenient in our requirements regarding uh, testimony of this nature of Edus Isha. What about Drisha V'Hakira? So we start the source again. There was an incident with a man that came to testify about uh, on behalf of a woman or for the woman uh, concerning her husband's death. Lefnei Rebbe Tarfon. And the case came to Rebbe Tarfon. Omar Loi. Rebbe Tarfon asks, How do you know about this uh, information for this woman? Omar Ani Vehu Hoinu Holchim Baderech. I and her husband were work, walking on the road, Verodaf Acharenu Gaius, and we were pursued by a group of criminals or bandits. The Nitle Beichur Shelzayas, and he grabbed a, an olive branch, Upashchoi, and ripped it off a, the olive tree, the Hichsir Es Agaius Lachorov, and with that, uh, with that branch. Uh, he was able to fend off the Gaius, the band of, uh, of uh, criminals, of threatening individuals. Uh, if we skip the brackets for a moment, uh, we read, Liyomim Cholo Umeis. After a while, the uh, fellow got sick and died. The Hasi Rabbi Tarfan upon hearing that story. Uh, Rabbi Tarfon enabled the woman to remarry. Following this, the Gemara asks Rabbi Tarfon, "Lo boy drishav achakira." Does Rabbi Does Rabbi Tarfon not require uh, cross examination, intensive questioning? And the question itself lasts a number of lines. But before we get to that, we <clears throat> want to take note of the bracketed section. First of all, there's a note that we have on the side. Matras Hasograim, the purpose of these brackets is Litzo Retzef Beedusa Shel Ho'ish, to enable us to see a continuity in the testimony of the man regarding the death of her husband. The Gabi Mises Bailos Shel Ho'isha, Shebesium Dvorov Siper de Liyomim Cholomes. At the end of his, his speech, his, his story, we then learn that he took sick, that the husband of this lady took sick and died. Now, we go back to the story where you see the man had said that the husband had ripped off a branch and he fended off the Gaius. We now read within the brackets. Almarti Loi. This is Rabbi Tarfon speaking. I said to him, Aryeh Yishakoyach. Omar Li, the fellow, then said to me, How do you know that that's my name? In fact, this is what they call me in my town. That's how they call me. That's what they call me. They call me the Yochanan, uh, the son of Rabbi Yehoinasan from this, from the community, from the, uh, the town of Shichya. And he continues to tell us that Liyomim Cholo Mace and the that very fellow who was a the warrior 
type who was her husband, he died. And Rabbi Tarfon enabled her to remarry. The Gemara now asks, and this question, it is a long question, does Rabbi Tarfon not require, uh, we'll call it intense questioning? We take a look at Rashi, uh, you see the term Drisha, the Dikais, uh, where we investigate, Ki Hai Gavna, Lechavein Estvorov. Questions to make sure that what is being taught, to- told over is uh, straightforward, is reliable. Chakira, Be'eze Yoim, Ube'eze Shah, Chakira involves those kind of questions that deal with uh, time. So, we don't see that in this story. We don't see Rabbi Tarfan uh, subjecting the, uh, the uh, bearer of the information to Drisha the Chakira. Does Rabbi Tarfan not require that? The Tanya. We have the following source. And you'll notice it's the same story, but it's, ta- it's told over in this Tanaic source with added information. So there was this story involving a man coming to Rabbi Tarfan, Rabbi Tarfan says, you're, you're telling me that so-and-so died. Uh, how do you know this information? I and him, her husband, were on the road. And he grabbed the a branch of a fig tree. Notice this is this is where the story is different than what was reported before. He grabbed the branch of a fig tree. He ripped off this branch and and uh, <coughs> repelled <coughs> the Gaius. If we skip the brackets for a moment, and after some time went by, he took sick and died. Now, that... Uh, skipping was simply to maintain the continuity of the fellow's story. But now we go back to the brackets. Omarti lo yasher Power be unto you. All power to you, Aryeh. Omarli yofa kivanta lishmi. So the uh, fellow told me, says Rabbi Tarfan, that you... Uh, you you uh, got my name accurately. You you uh, guessed my name. Shekach Korin Osi Beriri. In fact, that's what I am called in my town. Yoy Chonon Ben Yoynason Aryei Demikfar Shichya. The Yomim Cholomais. And some time went by, and the fellow took ill and died. That means the the husband of the of the lady that I am telling you about. He took ill and died. Omar Loi. The uh, the Rabbi Tarfan says back to says back to this man, Lo kachomartoli. Did you not say to me, Yoichanon ben Yoinuson the mikfar shichya arye? Notice the uh, the words and the markings. Initially, the fellow had said to Rabbi Tarfan, My name is Yoichanon ben Yoinuson arye from the town of Shichya. <coughs> And now Rabbi Tarfan subjects him to he subjects him to questioning by saying, "Oh, didn't you say that your name was?" And notice the markings, Yoichanon ben Yoinason. 
the Mikvar Shichya Aryeh. Notice that Aryeh is attached to the town's name. That the name of the town was Kfar Shichya Aryeh. Not the name of the speaker. Omar Lay, so the man, the information bearer tells back. He speaks back, he responds to her. Lo, that's not what I said. This is what I told you. That, that the Aryeh is part of my name, not the, not the community's name. And Rabbi Tarfan asks several questions like this two, three more times. And each time the man was consistent with what he had said earlier. And Rabbi Tarfan enabled the man, the, the widow, to remarry. What we see here in this source is that Rabbi Tarfan really was concerned with the information being subjected the information bearer being subjected to Drisha Vachakira. In the source before, we didn't see that. The Gemara answers or responds and says, Tanoihi. The issue is a Machloikis Tanoim, so that we have two Tanaic versions as to what took place based on these two, we'll call later Tanaic authorities uh, regarding this matter. And here you see the machlok is tanoim. Ein boitkim eide noshim bedrisha v'chakira divrei Rabbi Akiva. People indicating that a woman's husband died, those uh, information bearers are not to be subjected to this cross-examination. And Rabbi Tarfan Omer boitkim. Yes, they are. V'komifligi bed Rabbi Chanina. And the machlok is uh, the controversy that we see here is based on the teaching of Rabbi Hanina. The Amar Rabbi Hanina, Devar Torah, Echodine Momenis, Echodine Nefoshis, Bedrisha Vachakir. When it comes to testimony concerning financial matters or capital cases, Dine Nefoshos, the witnesses are to be subjected to cross examination. Shnemar, Mishpat Echod Yia Lochem. One consistent form of justice of rule, legal rules apply to all cases. Why is it that in practice it, 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 information or testimony concerning financial matters is not subjected to in other words if you have let us say two witnesses that come and say uh, we saw a loan extended from Mr. A to Mr. B. <clears throat> so Mr. B owes money to Mr. A. We hear the testimony of those witnesses and we take that at face value. We don't <clears throat> subject the witnesses to the intense questioning that we uh, described earlier. So why is that so, why is that that, that that that's the way we practice law? That we uh, do not subject, we don't subject witnesses in matters of, of finance, of money, to Jisha Vahakira. Answer, Shalotin oil deles bifnei lovin. Literally means so that we don't lock the door in the face of people seeking out loans. 
what what does that mean on a more practical level? A person will not loan money unless he has a sense of confidence that he'll be able to get it back to collect his loan. If we were to subject witnesses who witness uh, loan extensions, loan givings, uh, to Jerusha in many cases, uh, people, the witnesses can be tripped up. They, they, they can mess up in some, er, some area of detail in the testimony, which, will be, which would be revealed through the Drisha V'chakira. Um, let me say, it does not, that wouldn't indicate that they're actual liars, but it, it would be enough to show us that you can't rely, they can't be relied upon because there's some kind of inconsistency in their testimony. And if we reveal this inconsistency, if we follow the letter of the law, we're going to throw them out, and then the, the uh, individual, the lender, is not going to have witnesses to verify the loan that he extended. So now, as we said, it will be easy to trip up witnesses in Dine Mominus, and people hearing or aware of this will say, I'm not going to take a chance in extending loans to people knowing that the people that witness it will end up getting tripped up because of the Drisha V'chakira. So it's to the ultimate benefit of borrowers, people seeking out loans, that witnesses are not subjected to Drisha V'chakira so as to encourage the lenders to extend loans. So that's as far as Dine Mominus are concerned. So just to review, when it comes to non-Dine Mominus, Dine Nefoshis, uh, Dine Nefoshis includes all kinds of capital cases. For example, a married woman that has intimacy with another man other than her husband is guilty of a capital offense. That's, and, and she could be put to death. That's called Dine Nefoshis. The Gemara continues, Uvemai Komifligi. After learning Rabbi Hanino's teaching that there's a distinction between Dine Mominus and Dine Nefoshis on a practical level, how does this information uh, help show the basis of the Machlokus Rabbi Kivin Rabbi Tarfin? The Gemara continues, More Sovar, the opinion that says we don't subject Ede uh, Noshim. Uh, uh, to Drisha holds since part of the information is the lady when she learns that she is a widow she then will collect the money that's gar- that was guaranteed to her when she got married which we refer to as the Ksuba the Mishkal means to take since there is the Ksuba for her to collect Kedine Mominus Domi the information concerning her husband's death is Dine Mominus related. And as we saw, when it comes to witnesses concerning Dine Mominus, we do not subject them to Drisha Vechakiro. Umar Sava, the opinion that says we do check out the witnesses with Drisha Vechakiro, Kevon de Kosharinon Eishis Ishla Almo, since the net result of this testimony is that the the woman who was up till now known as a married woman is now 
released and permitted to marry someone else Kadine nefashis domi that that classifies this testimony as Dine nefashis that which is of a capital nature so it's based on how do you look at or what do you emphasize with regard to information in which it said Mace Plony that so and so died with regard to Edus Isha is it do we look do we emphasize the momentous aspect or do we emphasize the nefashos aspect that's the basis of the machlekes Amar Rebelozer Amar Bichanina Talmidei Chachomim Marbim Sholom Boilam the presence of Torah scholars and their study of Torah increases peace in the world. Shnemar, the Chol Bonayach Limudei Hashem, the Rav Shalom Bonayach. The text is found in other Gemaras, is added on the side, Al Tikri Bonayach. Don't read it as uh, your sons, Ella Bonayach, your builders. And that's a reference to the Torah scholars who help build the world, and through their study of Torah, they are the uh, the reason or the basis of the increase of peace in this world. And as you can see, we have with this shiur completed Maseches Yevomus, and hope and pray to the Almighty that He will give us uh, strength and good health to review this Masechta as well as all other Masechtas that we have studied. With that, we conclude our shiur for today.